0: What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of our weekly Friday Market Update. Sorry for missing last week. I was in Cabo, at an all-inclusive resort that was a whole lot of fun. Uh, certainly is interesting to see as the month goes on as people get double vaccinated. And we are going to have a wild, wild summer. Should be really interesting really and really fun to see. But there's been a good amount of things that have happened since our last market update. I'm gonna cover the things that I saw in the last week, give you my thoughts. But the biggest news of them all is this one. This one is the one that catches headline articles, Google quote unquote backtracks on office returns and will allow employees to work remotely, kind of. Let's take a look. Anytime you look at these headline articles, I want people to always read and see what exactly the execs have said. So. Uh, Sundar Pichai said he expects 60% of the company's global workforce will return to their pre-pandemic offices a few days a week, while 20% will move to a different office and the remaining 20% will work from home. It's a slight departure from Google's previous plans in which all employees would have come into the office three days a week. This, is, this actually does not change a whole lot. And this actually tells you a big reason why people, why there's been a a lot more activity as people come back to the office and being closer to the offices. I have a lot of clients that work at Google and Facebook. A lot of them are moving pretty close to the office because they understand they don't want to deal with the traffic patterns. So they've already been factoring that in. And it's not, they don't even have to go in yet. They're just planning ahead of time because they know it's very likely that a lot of companies will want and encourage people to come back at least several times a week. You also have this kind of misquote here. Facebook has said they will give employees the option of working remote permanently unless their role requires being in the office. A majority of people at Facebook are required to be in the office. It's not actually how they labeled it. Ask many of your Facebook colleagues and you'll know and understand that for yourself. The ones that are able to work remotely tend to be a little bit more senior. and they need expressed permissions from their managers to be able to do that. So it's a slight change, uh, but we will see how this plays out. I mean, at the end of the day, it, the policy, as you can see, doesn't happen until September 1st. I know people are going back to the office already at this, at this time, if they choose to do so, but uh, we will see how traffic patterns happen again uh, once September hits around, because that's when a lot of companies will be moving and having uh, things um, kind of return, quote-unquote, back to normal. But it does not mean there's not an activity that's happening. As you can see, re- Microsoft grabs a big chunk of North San Jose land. Vacant land is part of North San Jose tech hotbed. So this whole area itself was a somewhat unexpected move because uh, it's not very common for uh, companies to actually own the land itself. Many times they just sublease space or just lease space from other builders. So for them to see an opportunity uh, to buy additional land, just show some uh, interesting uh, thoughts as to how they look at the Bay Area. Now, this is not likely to be an office space because most of it out here uh, tends to be, I think a little bit more industrial, but never know. It seems like it could be a combination of a data center, but there may be some staff there, but we'll see what happens over time. One of the areas that is incredibly hot right now for those that you may have noticed um, is kind of South San Francisco. So Kilroy is a huge developer and they plan to make a $900 million bet that Bay Area biotech boom outlasts pandemic. And I think it's going to be interesting to see, but it'll likely make this area altogether in South San Francisco even more uh, incredible. I mean, it is really dense of... uh, talent and really dense of the biotech industry there. So they're going to be looking to add, looks like another 3 million square foot of office space. For those that are familiar at Oyster point drive by there, you'll see there's so much uh, new buildings and just space all together. And that area is not stopping. And this is an interesting aspect too. most in biotech uh, tend to need to be in the office. So they've been one of the first to actually go back to the office And, uh, so, uh, we will see some interesting, uh, I mean, just growth in that area. So what does that mean? There could be a lot of, uh, people want to live, especially in South San Francisco, but a lot of people may choose to live in San Francisco again, because it's not very far from these offices. And I know there's a lot of shuttles between San Francisco and South San Francisco. So very interesting and very popular dense hub when it comes to biotech. There is other news as well. Applied materials is not a fancy quote unquote company, but they have a lot of employees and uh, even themselves are widening their Sunnyvale holdings with new purchases. This was also unexpected, but they have continued to buy out more office and research space as they continue to expand. They're not a glamorous, um, company by any means versus like big tech. You don't see them on the news a lot, but given they are a supplier of semiconductors i mean the semiconductor industry has been on fire has been doing very well and there is a lot of discussion related to infrastructure plans potentially on the semiconductor arena and that space so i mean i think they're planning ahead for the future we all know there's a massive chip shortage across the entire world and it's very difficult for them for anybody to produce more than what they have yet the demand side continues to be uh, extremely extremely strong so as you can see applied materials is a huge benefactor of the the global chip shortage last but not least the last headline article i want to point out is this Uh, the east bay real estate market is so hot houses are selling for more than one million dollars over asking price now This works in two ways. And we we covered that in one of my previous shows. Number one, the standard practice in the East Bay, especially in Alameda County, is agents tend to low it artificially low to begin with. And we're talking about 30 to 40% what it should sell for. Now, some can choose to do it whatever they want. I mean, there's nothing that prevents me as a listing agent of putting a house on the market for a penny if I wanted to. Now, at the same time, There are certain examples like this particular one, which was a very beautiful house uh, to have sold for significantly more, but it did not actually sell for significantly more than it probably could have sold for. What I mean by that is if you wanted to do your analysis, you always compare what houses are selling for in the area in the last couple of months. Don't worry about the fake list price. It's just going to either discourage you or give you a false hope. You want to understand and ask your realtor to send you Exactly what I sold for and what this will likely sell for a top producing realtor will definitely be able to tell you that guideline, but also be able to just share the data with you for yourself. So you can see that, Hey, look, I'm not making things up. You can easily see what this will go for. So just be wary of that. But there, this statement of the East Bay real estate market is hot, is not an understatement. And let's take a look at the data so you can see for yourself. So in terms of activity we'll start off with san mateo county let's look at the last few weeks last week only 174 new listings this week 196 these are very normal levels and there's a lot of there's a lot of new listings but you can see the activity of people wanting to buy and move back to san mateo county is extremely strong you look at last week more contingent pending than the previous week this week more contingent pending still as well versus new listings. So the market is still very, very strong, very competitive. You can see what the figures of April landed at. It was still higher than what it was in March. As you can see, it's been a very big, uh, increase over the years. So something to be mindful of, if you haven't looked at the market, it's a very, it's, um, at least a 15 to 20% increase over the previous year as well. It doesn't seem like it will be stopping anytime soon. So if it's not going to work out, understand that change your search to the East Bay, change your search to the South Bay, consider San Francisco. If you haven't before, you need to adapt to these situations. Look at even condos and townhomes, even they have significantly increased versus the lower uh, time period of the winter season. But now we're about the same levels as it was when at the start of COVID. So you can see it's been relatively flat depending on when you look Santa Clara County 593 new listings last week. That was a huge number 567 uh, new listings this week, which is a huge number as well. Lots of options for people to choose from 494 that went contingent pending. Take a look at this. The charts continue to still increase. April was still a higher uh, time than March, but the gains seem to have slowed down. So I suspect that we'll continue to see these gains, but that they should be a little bit more uh, slighter. If you look at condos and townhomes, they have also increased throughout the year. I suspect this will be the case as well as people continue to give up from the single family search, but also just have realistic expectations of what their budget can afford. Alameda County, uh, East Bay is extremely hot. Take a look at this. April figures, that is a... So April figures are about 1. I think seven million dollars for a single family house versus in March it was about a 1.17. So that's about a $100,000 increase, which is about 8% increase within 1 month. Be mindful of that as you shop in that area. It is a very steep increase and this is the reality of that market. Be wary of that. I see that for myself. I've made bids in all different cities throughout the East Bay, whether it's in uh, Hayward, Fremont, um, Dublin, Pleasanton area, San Ramon. I see this for myself. It is going quite a bit more as to versus what others have sold for in the past. So be mindful of that. Condos and townhomes, have also seen an increase and also a decent size increase year over year. Contra Costa County continues to be hot as well. April, look at these big spikes and big gains versus the previous months. Um, We are approaching, I mean, they're approaching almost a million dollars for a single family in Contra Costa County. Pretty incredible to see. This growth is uh, very stellar. I think year over year, you're gonna be looking at 30% increases in one year. Very amazing to see uh, for those figures. Let's take a look at San Francisco. Even San Francisco has picked up for single family throughout the year. Um, April figures have been probably about a four to 5% increase versus the previous months. So a lot of people have been flocking back to San Francisco, especially as things have opened up and even for condos and townhomes, not, you know, I get this question all the time. Like what's the condo market look in San Francisco? It really depends on the location. If you're in like Soma, it's not doing as well. But places on the outskirts, which tend to have more space, um, uh, tend to be be doing better. However, ultimately, it's been about the same as it has been throughout the year. Nothing too dramatic, uh, good or bad. So I hope you got to check this out and understand what is actually happening with the Bay Area real estate market. If you or anyone you know has any questions or anybody's looking to make moves, let me know. I'd love to get introduced to be able to help you along with that journey. If you have any questions, feel free to leave it in the comments below. I reply to all my comments, and I'll see you at the next one. Bye now. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of this podcast. If you like this show, please be sure to leave a five-star review for wherever you have searched for it. And if you wanted to talk about your real estate goals, feel free to reach out at any time. You can email me at spencer at com or give me a call or text, 408-223-5493. Talk to you soon, have a good one.